the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League, your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. All right, everybody, we welcome you in Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner, excited to be hanging out with you here. We really do appreciate every one of you who listen each and every week. We appreciate those who continue uh, to download our weekly podcast. We appreciate everyone who has subscribed. Uh, and we urge you, if you haven't, to subscribe to the podcast. Every week we upload it uh, you know, around every Wednesday or Thursday, and it's right there on your phone, whether it's the Apple Play you know, or the, uh, the iTunes Store, the Google Play Store. You have it on iTunes the Horizon League website. I mean, you can access this podcast in a lot of different places. And we've had a lot of fun with this. I mean, we've had varying guests on, whether it's coaches in the conference, players in the league. Uh, we had Coach Calipari from Kentucky on last year. That was exciting. Everyone's like, what, what does he have to do with the Horizon League? Well, his son plays uh, for Coach Davis at, at Detroit. Uh, I mean, how cool is that? So we get to talk with Coach Calipari about what it's like, you know, being a head coach uh, for a blue blood power like Kentucky, as well as trying to be, you know, a father and follow his son's journey in the Horizon League. That, that was a great conversation. How about ESPN's Dick Vitale? sharing uh, what it meant to him to have his name plastered across the court at Detroit. You know, they uh, you know they honored him by dedicating the court to him. How special is that? So hearing him talk about, you know, taking us down memory lane, his time at Detroit was special. I, I brought this up last week. I'm bringing it up again. You know, Dick Vitale said had he stayed, he, he thinks about it from time to time, that had he stayed at Detroit, he felt that really had his him and his coaching staff stayed together, they would have been able to build Detroit into the Gonzaga of the Midwest. It's an awesome conversation. I highly suggest you go back and listen to it if you haven't had the opportunity. Today's guest, uh, just a reminder, all guests, by the way, uh, and interviews on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. We really appreciate uh, our sponsor, Zervita, uh, helping us bring you this podcast each and every Week. I'm a huge fan of our next guest, Darius Quisenberry. Now, I, I, uh, I record this podcast every week in Dayton, Ohio. I'm the program director, um, for our ESPN radio affiliate, 1410 Wing AM. And I got to watch Darius, uh, you know, and during his high school days, uh, playing at Wayne, uh, for the Wayne Warriors here, uh, out of Huber Heights and getting to watch him, uh, grow as a high school player and, and to be recruited, uh, you know, even by the hometown team in Wright State, uh, recruit him and to see other Horizon League schools recruit him, uh, you know, big conferences recruit him and and his journey his story as to why he chose Youngstown State University uh, is such a cool one I I loved my conversation with him I'm a big fan and supporter of his and uh, for those of you who are not uh, familiar with Darius shame on you no I'm just joking but you will be a big fan of his um, after you listen to this conversation I'm pumped for him Youngstown State how about that coming into the season preseason number two uh, picked to finish second in the league Youngstown State has definitely put themselves on the map. Coach Jared Calhoun has done an awesome job recruiting, building this team, building that culture, and it starts with guys, true winners, like Darius Quisenberry, and I was excited to have the chance to have a sit-down interview with him. You are really going to enjoy it. He's a thousand point scorer. I mean, how about that? You know, the, a junior, uh, he had an opportunity to go get evaluated, uh, by the NBA this past off season and him sharing what that opportunity was like. Uh, was really cool. Uh, and he just has a good head on his shoulders, man. I'm, I'm a big supporter of Darius Quisenberry. I cannot say that 
uh, enough. You'll have an opportunity to watch Darius Quisenberry and Youngstown State this Sunday. They'll be taking on, of course, Northern Kentucky. They tip off Horizon League play. But uh, Youngstown State will be at Northern Kentucky this Sunday. 3 o'clock, uh, three o'clock will be the tip-off, and the game's on ESPNU. Uh, so this is a nationally televised game. And uh, not only is he going to be on display for you, the Horizon League fans, but he's going to be displayed nationally. And uh, you're in for a treat. I'm a big fan of his. I, I don't think I've mentioned that. I'm a big fan of his, though. Just want to make that clear. All right, guys. I thank you again for tuning in. Uh, we will not have a podcast next week. We will return the following week um, on the 30th. That'll be our next podcast that we release. Um, so just keep that in mind for those of you who check in each week and look for a new release. We will not have one next week. We will have one the following. So we appreciate everyone uh, who tunes in and supports the podcast. All right, everyone. Have a Merry Christmas. Have a happy holiday. Enjoy our conversation. Here's Darius Quisenberry from Young Youngstown State University. We have Darius Quisenberry with us. Darius, welcome in, man. I appreciate your time. How are you? Yeah, I'm great, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate your time. And uh, let's start with, you know, just with everything going on in the world right now with the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19. This is unlike any basketball season you have been a part of. You're a junior. Uh, every year, I'm sure, has been different. But this is <coughs> unlike any type of season you've experienced, I'm sure. Uh, most definitely. Just from the summer until now. Um, this team alone has been through so much um, from not knowing if, you know what I'm saying, we're going to have any non-conference games at all, from going through two 14-day quarantines, you know, um, having to wear masks mm-hmm. uh, while we work out and then having to, you know, wear them when we're off the court and things of that sort, having to be very disciplined, not be able to go anywhere, not be able to go for Thanksgiving or if we're going to go home for Christmas, anything like that. Um, so, yeah, most definitely. Like, you hit it right on the nose. And this season is unlike any other I've ever been through um, and any anybody's ever been through or seen, uh, for sure. You know, so here, uh, when we're talking about, you know, in Dayton, where we do, where I do my afternoon show here, we talk a lot about the college football playoff right now. And, and we had a topic last week about, are the athletes having fun? Do you, if you went and polled, uh, let's say, 100 college football players right now, uh, just because they're wrapping up their season or at least heading into the postseason. That's why I'm using them. Mm-hmm. But if you pulled 100 college football players, how many of them would say that this season was actually fun? How many of them actually have enjoyed themselves? And I guess that with you being a college athlete, I'm curious. I'm not saying you're not enjoying yourself, but can you see where this could become very strenuous? How stressful is it every time you go to get tested for the virus? You're probably thinking, oh, man, this I, I Man, if this comes back positive, I could be why we shut down for two weeks. Like, how stressful is that for you being a student athlete, always having that weighing in the back of your mind? Um, it's it's very very stressful, and I think that's why teams have to really bond off the court as much as they can, because then it's going to show on the court. Because the mental toughness this year alone, just to to win games in this time in this era that we're in with the coronavirus and everything going on in the world. Um, you have to have a tremendous amount of mental toughness from a, a individual standpoint and then a team standpoint as well, uh, just to win games and just to have the energy and the want to to come into practice every day to get better, not knowing if you're going to have a game the next day or if you're going to get shut down the next day, things of that sort. So you just got to have a, a locked in and to be in the moment mentality and just try to have that. You try, you got to try to have to bring your own energy because then in games like our games now, we don't have fans, so it's a little different. So now the bench is a huge part of the game because of the fact they have to bring the energy and they have to be basically your crowd. 
Um, and if you pulled, say, a football player, honestly, I would probably say they wouldn't have as much fun as past seasons because of, like, the atmosphere that football brings. I think that's a huge thing for football is the, the crowds and the atmosphere that they get to play in. Same with basketball. Same way, the atmosphere is a huge part to, you know what I'm saying, home stands and home games as well. Um, also, away games, going on the road and you go into, you know what I'm saying, a loaded house that, say, like an NKU or uh, Oakland or something like that, that that plays a part in them being home and us on the road as well. Um, but I think you just got to make your own fun, uh, especially now because you can't go anywhere. You can rarely have team dinners of that, you know what I mean? So I think in these time periods, you just got to bring your own fun and make your own fun. Yeah, now, and, and again, you're, what, 19, 20 years old. I mean, look, I'm 30, but I, I mean, I'm fresh out of college by a few years, and uh, I could tell you it would be very difficult for me to be disciplined of not wanting to go out with friends and not wanting to go out at night. And, and you know, you're, you're going to be way more disciplined than someone like me in college just with you having so many commitments to athletics. But, you know, that, that's difficult for young adults to be able to just – Go to class, go to practice, go back home. Go to class, go to practice, go back home. And just really being cognizant of everywhere you go, every decision you make, filling up on gas, going to the grocery store, just running in to grab something quick. I'm sure that's heavily on the back of your mind. That Man, do, do we really need to do Do I really need this gallon of milk? Do I really need to go do this? I'm sure that weighs heavily on you guys on every decision you make. Absolutely. I think that's the biggest thing, um, especially – now, because every all classes are online, so you're not going into class. Part of your day is not going with walking to class and stuff like that. So you come into the gym, you'll have practice, you'll get a meal to go home, and then the rest of your day is nothing. I mean, you don't have to go anywhere. You can't come back to the gym because other people are using it, having time slots, or like you can't come back because of COVID reasons or things like that. You only have a certain amount of hours in the gym. Um, so now you have a lot of time in your hands, but you have a lot of time in your hands to do nothing because you can't go anywhere. And really, you don't want to go anywhere because you don't want to jeopardize your season by uh, getting a positive test on, on a COVID test and then having your season shut down for another two weeks. So I think it's just having the, the mental discipline and the mental toughness yeah. to, you know, be like, I'm going to sacrifice for two months or this amount of months so at the end of the year I can be happy with, you know what I'm saying, the reward that we get by winning a, a Horizon League championship or making an NCAA tournament bid. Um, I think just having that say so in your mind of I'm going to sacrifice for my team for these two months so I can I can go do what I want come March or, you know what I'm saying, April. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. We have Darius Quisenberry with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me, of the Horizon League. Excited to have him with us here. Uh, you know, let's talk about right now uh, you, your team as a whole right now coming in. I mean, when the preseason polls came out, I know those polls, I mean, they're, they're great conversational pieces, but they are a good indicator of kind of the expectations for you uh, and your programs coming in. You guys come in at number two. It's been a while since Youngstown State has had those kind of expectations. Uh, there's pressure that comes with that, but there's a sense of pride that, hey, you know, when, when Jared Calhoun, you know, recruited you, brought you in, when you came in, this was the goal. You guys are finally at the point where you're getting the respect around the league how different has the approach been to prepping for games uh you know practices games themselves just how different has this season been uh where you know you have the target on your back as being one of the top teams in the league um i think our returners know how hard you have to play every single game and how hard it is to win um 
uh, in conference, especially on the road, because our first eight out of ten are on the road this year, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be very difficult to do. So I think just getting our young guys adjusted to the the speed of play and how hard you have to play every possession and you have to play a full 40 minutes to win a basketball game at this level. Um, and I think that was the reason I came here, like you said, to change this program around. Um, me and Cal and, and the other four senior, Nas, G, Mike, um, CB's here now too. He's a senior as well. Um, but the, the three guys that have been here from the beginning uh, with me, you know, we came in here just to turn this program around and we had to fight and claw, and now we're finally getting that respect. But we got that respect from fighting and clawing, so why would we stop fighting and clawing once we finally get our respect? Um, I think that's what made us known. That's what, what our backbone is here at Youngstown is just playing hard, and we're going to go outplay and out-tough our opponent every time we step on the court. And I think that's our identity, and that's what we need to stick to, um, and that's what we're going to stick to. And I think just bringing those young guys along with us, the freshmen that we uh, accumulated this year, um, I think that's going to be huge for us to just keep that identity and just know every time we step on the court, let those young guys know by leading by example and also leading with a voice, which I've been trying to do more and more this year. Um, I've always led by example, but trying to lead more by a voice, just getting them in the right spots. And if they have questions about certain players or things they don't know about, um, just come to me, ask me, I'll get you in the right spot right away, and then we can go from there. But just letting them know the style of play we have to play to to win a, a league title this year. So you guys get thrown right out into the fire, man. Like you talked about, you know, coming in at number two in the preseason polls, you're three and zero to start. You guys are fortunate to at least get some games in in the non-conference. A lot of teams struggling with that. Up next is conference play, a very different scheduling model. You, of course, uh, will play the same team back to back nights and in, in at the same location. Whether you're hosting the same team back to back days or playing at an opponent back to back days, you guys open up with Northern Kentucky at Northern Kentucky. Just talk about that. It's interesting, uh, you know, in listening to some of the women's coaches who have already experienced it this past weekend of having to prepare um, for the same opponent back-to-back days. How difficult is that going to be? The first game is just prepping for the opponent itself, but the second the clock hits zero, how difficult do you think that's going to be for you and your team and even the coaches of prepping for that same team the very next day? How difficult is that going to be? Um, It's always difficult having to be a team back-to-back, regardless of mm-hmm. it. It could be an NAIA, a D2, whatever. Beating a team back-to-back night is always going to be difficult regardless of what level you're on. Um, but now I think with the schedule we have, it goes you have to really dive into the scout. You have to really pay attention to the scout because once the game goes on, as my coach was talking about today, they have to wear a mask on the sidelines, so it's hard to hear them regardless. You can't really hear them what yeah. they're saying. So you have to lock into the scout. So when I'm on the court, I have to be that coach on the court. I have to be that voice for my coach on the court. So – when other guys have questions or other guys forget things, when they have game slippage, which they will because they're freshmen, so I understand that because I had a lot of the freshman year of game slippage, but I have to, we have to really pay attention when we're in the film room and when we're going over personnel, we have to know what each player does, if he's a shooter, if he's a driver, if he's a, a mid-range pull-up guy. You know, we have to really lock into those things because if you come into the game and you have a little game slippage and they get those little, like say if it's an out-of-bounds play and they get an out-of-bounds play that we drew up and we went over in practice, that in itself we have to know because those little things are going to what hmm. is what's going to win us those games on the road, especially having back-to-backs. Um, I think that, that's probably the biggest piece for me. I think we can go out and roll the ball out and play, but scouting itself, especially with the back-to-back, you have to be on point 
and on target with everything you do. This past off season, uh, when the season ended, uh, you you tested the NBA waters. You you did the the what the what's that called? I guess the the grading process or how does that work? What, yeah, when did you de- when did you decide you wanted to explore that and and how beneficial was that for you and learning about where you are um, with your game right now, where you ultimately want to be, and how is that uh, what you learned going to be able to you know to be able to flip it and, and bring that to how not only to help your career moving forward but also to help the team. Um, it was huge, uh, personally and, and for the team, just my leadership standpoint as well. But personally for my game, it was huge. Um, just talking with about five, five teams, um, uh, just talking about things they like about me, things I can improve, things I can take back to my team, um, things I can do to raise my stock in the draft. Um, and it was actually, it was very cool because it was more of like them want, it was. Because my first one was say it was Cleveland Cavaliers, and it was like they wanted to talk to me more than I. Like they were more excited to talk to me than I was to talk to them. Not saying I wasn't excited, but that's that's what they were. They were like, "Wow, like you had a great season, blah blah blah, and stuff like that." So it was a confidence booster as well. Um, and then also it was like they're giving you the blueprint to what you can do to get to that next level. So why not put all your energy into those things to get there? You know what I mean? So they're telling you what you're doing well, and then what you have to improve on to get to that next level. So why not give 100% on those things that you have to improve on to get to that next level? So like my defense, I've been trying to be in the right spot, be a ball hawk, um, you know what I'm saying, guard 94 feet. Because um, in the league, I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to have to be that, you know what I'm saying, lockdown defender at, at 6'1", you know what I'm saying? So I think that's a big piece in improving my shooting as well. Um, just the quality of the shot, the shot selection, and then just knocking them down, um, shooting more threes. They told me to shoot a lot more threes this season. Um, so I'm trying to do that instead of having the mid-range pull-ups or the 18-footers just right inside the line. Um, and then bringing those things back to my team as well that I learned from them um, from a leadership standpoint, things that they do, the approach they bring to the game when they walk into the building. Um, I asked them about, you know what I'm saying, like players like, how, how does LeBron lead? What is How does Steph Curry lead? Um, you know what I mean? How does Kyrie Irving, when he comes to the gym, how is, you know what I'm saying, Clay Thompson's approach to the game? Um, things of that sort. Um, I think just trying to be a sponge uh, as a young player as I am, just trying to take everything in and then putting it into my game and then relaying it to my team as well. No, that that's really cool. And, I, you know, because the thing is, I always talk about this when people were – you know whether you're becoming a whether you're a player whether you're in the media uh you know we all started out as fans first we fell in love with the game because we're we're fans ultimately and and uh, you know along your journey you know you're still a fan but you get entrenched into it and here you are talking to the cavaliers you're talking to league reps you're talking about lebron and steph curry that has to be such an exciting journey or at least the the early stages of it because you know you're trying to get to that level, you're taking what they're going to give you and bringing it back to not just help yourself, but to help lead your team as well. Um, that, that's a fun puzzle to have to put together. And even with everything going on in the world with COVID, that challenge in itself right there is also an extra motivator, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, it was kind of cool, too, because it was just Zoom interviews uh, from my house. So <laughs> I had probably a, a different one every other week. Um, so... They just my text uh, my coach would text me like, hey, they, you know, the Cavs or the Celtics want to get on with you and talk um, at this time. Are you available? So I would just say yes, I'm available. You know what I mean? And we would just each interview would be about an hour, um, 
So I would I would talk for about an hour with them. I told you they would just give me the rundown of things they like about me, things I would do, and then if I if they drafted me right now, my role on their team, what it would be, um, and stuff like that. Uh, that's why I said the defensive part because like with Golden State, that's why I was talking to. They were saying you know we know what Steph can do on the offensive end and things like that, um, but we understand he's not the best defender. So when you come in, you would have to be that defender, and then he would have to guard the other guard, or you know what I'm saying if. Lucas coming off ball screens, you have to guard 78 ball screens a game. So you have to be a ball hawk. So I've just been trying to improve those parts of my game. So, you know what I'm saying, I can, when they look at it, uh, they can see that I've improved those. Absolutely. We got Darius Quisenberry with us here. Darius, just, you know, two more things and we'll let you go. We appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, you know, before, before we started the, you know, conversation, you know, we were talking about, you know, I'm calling you from Dayton. Uh, you know, you're, you're from this area. You played at Wayne High School. In fact, I've been watching you since your high school days. Um, and the one thing I really enjoy, you know, I work with Wright State University in regards to, you know, covering all their games and I, I really enjoy, I always go right to the schedule and I circle Youngstown State. I circle Green Bay. I circle Cleveland State just because there's some local kids that play in this league, at least locally if you hear, you know, from the Dayton area. Amari Davis, uh, Tori Patton, just how's cool it? And I'm sure I've missed some, but how cool is it uh, when you get to go, uh, you know, head to head with those guys? Guys, that, you know, you were playing while they were in high school as well, and now seeing them, uh, you know, on the floor at the college level, how special is that for you? Um, it's, it's great to see, you know what I'm saying, guys from your own city make it out too. Um, I think it's huge seeing. Toy uh, at Cleveland State now, knowing what he's going through injuries and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying having to go JUCO and then going back to D1, which is which is huge for him. He went Akron, then he went somewhere else, then he came to Cleveland State. So and then Amari, he's done a great job at Green Bay. Um, he was both of them were tremendous at Trotwood. Um, they did a great job there, and then now Amari, he's he's had a great freshman campaign. Uh, pretty sure he won Freshman of the Year, which is huge. Had like 500 points. Um, Made third team Horizon League. Uh, that's that's great. You know, you can't. I I love to see other people succeed. You can't base your success on somebody else's. Like some of my friends are already in the league and stuff like that. Um, everybody's route and everybody's time. You know, what I'm saying I'm a I'm a firm believer in God and and I think He has a plan for everybody's life. So your plan and your your walk in life is not the same as somebody else's. He made you unique for who you are. Um, and I think. Uh, that's that's great in how they're doing it. I think my path is different from theirs, but um, it's great to see everybody succeed, especially when they're from your own city. I'm not trying to put you in a spot to say you know you don't want to play for the team you play for, but I am curious that you know when talking with Tori and others about. You know, it's you, know, you play in the Horizon League, but interestingly enough, there's a Horizon League school in the city that you are from. What was that? I mean, what was there communications between you and Wright State? Did Wright State ever recruit you as well? And if they did, what was it about Coach Calhoun and Youngstown State that made you feel more comfortable to go play there versus playing in your hometown? Or was Wright State not an option at all? I'm just curious. Um, Wright State, yes, it was an option. They offered me in high school as well. Um, they offered me. Uh, what my junior year of high school, uh, they recruited me pretty hard. They really wanted me to come there. Coach Nagy and um, I, I forget the assistant coach's name, but he, they used to call me every other day. We used to talk on the phone and stuff. I don't have any bad blood with them. Uh, they were very nice uh, when they were recruiting me and stuff. But uh, I think it was just it, it played two parts. Um, one, I think it was Wright State's kind of in my backyard, so I felt like for college it was kind of close to home, and I kind of wanted to get away. Um, and not see the same people that I saw in high school. Because a lot of people from high school used to just go to Wright State as commuters and stuff like that because it's close to home. Um, 
And then I just felt like with Calhoun and the staff here and what Youngstown State has done, they've never done anything in the history. And I think Wright State have already kind of established themselves in the Horizon League, and I'm, I just like to, I'm You're kind a of a fixer-upper. Yeah, okay. yeah that's, that's how I've been my whole life. I, that's I've awesome. been a fixer-upper. My dad, that's, that's how we've been. We just fix things, you know, and he's, he showed me being a grinder his whole life of what hard work and, and dedication really is. You know, my mom, we have, we have five, we had, well, they had five kids. So with my mom being a stay at home mom, him having to work so many jobs, three jobs, four jobs at a time, you know what I mean? I saw what real pressure is and what real grind is. So therefore I wanted to come here and, and do something that's never been done before. I think that says a lot more than joining a program or going to, you know what I'm saying, a bigger school, I could have went to a different conference. I could have went to a MAC or A-10, you know what I mean? But I wanted to come somewhere where they've never done something before and change that because then that says more, say, there's Quisenberry and the Youngstown State Penguins make it to the NCAA first first time ever in the NCAA tournament. You know You're known for that, that, yeah. That, that says more than going to NKU, which they just won the last two years. Oh, NKU makes it to another NCAA tournament. Okay, we, we've seen this before. Well, if Youngstown State makes it, we're going to have parades all through Youngstown. You know what I mean? So that I think bringing the excitement, you can see it changing from year one. When I was here, we won 12 games. The year two, we should have won 20-plus games if the season didn't get cut short. Um, and then the crowd is the crowd starting to grow and the community starting to really back us. Um you can definitely see times change in the Youngstown. That's why I was kind of sad this year with no fans because I think the fan turnout would have really been huge this year, and I think they really would have supported us. Um, but I think that's part of the reason. Those those two parts, Wright State was kind of close to home, and then I wanted to come to Youngstown State and do something that's never been done before. That's awesome. You know, to your point about, you know, wanting to be known, like to kind of be the face of a movement or a face of a, you know, a changing of the guard a little bit. Like when you think of Northern Kentucky – it's been a few years since Drew McDonald was in the league, and Darren Horn's done a great job since you know taking over. And there's great players on the team now. But when you think of Northern Kentucky, you think of Drew McDonald. He he was kind of the, the the centerpiece that helped put them on the map. And and you know when we think of Youngstown State basketball, when they you know when this season's done, you guys accomplish what you're looking to accomplish. You want to be the face of that, and I think that's awesome. I I, I think that's really cool. R- that's a really cool response. Uh, last thing on the way out, I see you want uh, you're going to school for uh, broadcasting, correct? Sports broadcasting and communication. Uh, obviously, the NBA, pro basketball, you know, pro ball, um, you know, career goals. But you know, p- outside of basketball, what are you looking to accomplish uh, post playing days? Um, I, that's that's part of it. Uh, after I graduate, I just want to go into the broadcasting field and just. Be a, a sports analyst, you know, talk talk basketball, stay around the sport because I love it. Um, I played it for so long, but obviously the ball is going to stop bouncing for everybody one day. You can't play basketball until you're 50. So mm-hmm. um, I'm actually going to graduate this year in three years with my degree. Um, I just finished up this semester. Um, so next semester I'll graduate in three years. Uh, that's been the goal. Um, and then go back into the draft with my degree. Um, that's part, part of the reason why I came back this year as well. Um so I think that's, that's a huge part for me. Academics has always been a huge part. Um, I came in to college with about 24 credit hours because I did college credit plus in high school. Um, my mom's always been on me about academics. My dad has the sports part. Um, so they did a really good job balancing that uh, as parents. Um, so, yeah, academics has always been a huge part for me. And broadcasting, 
it's just something I like to do. I like to talk basketball. Uh, and obviously, I love the sport since I played it for so long. So I think that's just staying around it, and then it'd be an easy transition for me um, from going from playing and then uh, knowing so many people through basketball to get a job. Absolutely, man. I'm pulling free on that. And with you being from Dayton, uh, you know what? Uh, there's always a chair next to me. Whenever, if you're ever in town, I'd love to have you come in and sit in one time, man. That'd be awesome. I hey, really I'm, appreciate that. I'm happy for you. I love following your journey through high school and the early goings here at uh, Youngstown State. And then let me, I have your schedule up right here. Are you guys at Wright State this year or are they uh, going to you? Oh, you guys are here. Perfect. So I get to yep, see you here I'm in a few weeks, right actually. So uh, I'm looking forward to watching you here in a few weeks uh, come back. So thanks so much for your time, man. I appreciate it. Best of luck this coming up season. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.